0: Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast. A podcast where a comedian talks about whatever I want to talk about. And today is going to be the most serious conversation or or, uh, episode yet. With uh, all the craziness going on, I felt compelled in my spirit to share with you a Facebook Live video that I did a couple of days after the murder of George Floyd. It, It was... You know, kind of part of a process of me just trying to uh, share my thoughts and and feelings and trying to heal and process things. And it's a very raw emotional video. And I've watched it a couple of times and I, I just thought it would, you know, uh, be something to share on this platform. We got over 2,000 views and, um, I really liked a lot of what I said. Now, it's not like a perfect video, and I say that in the video, but it was, um, you know, it, it was kind of as, as real as I can be in that moment. And uh, that's what this episode is is about. It's it's really talking about the time. Uh, I, I It talks about my first protest that I went to. Um, I took my son, my seven-year-old, to his first protest a couple of days ago so the the episode is kind of broken up with um what i call uh, a day rant so it's kind of broken up with my facebook live video audio and then um me talking about my first protest and my son's first protest so um i don't know if this is you know a going to be an interesting episode for you but uh (laughs) i thought it was i thought it was something that i I definitely want to share and put out so uh enjoy learn something um with everything that's going on hopefully you are educating yourself or you are having you know uncomfortable conversations and, and just different dialogues with people and friends and uh people that don't look like you um, and maybe you, you're having, you know, discussions that leads to arguments that hopefully leads to change. And if they don't, you identify and eliminate that toxicity. And, and uh, yeah, so um, with that all being said, enjoy today's episode. I will talk to you soon. Uh, take care and be safe. What's good? Um, let's get right into it. I got a bunch of shit on my spirit about everything that's going on and this is not by far going to be a very perfect articulate uh, Facebook live video or conversation. It's really just me as I'm figuring out how to heal, more importantly deal with a lot of things that that's going on that I'm seeing and uh, that I'm feeling. So first and foremost, uh, I've seen some Goddamn ridiculous shit on Facebook. I think Facebook, social media, as of right now, especially when dealing with some of this real shit, is like the worst place to um, to go. Um, sometimes we as black people, uh, black men specifically, I feel like we need an outlet. We need uh, space to figure out how we feel about something, uh, how to respond to things. And uh, quite frankly, I've been hurt by some of the shit that I've seen from, uh, from, just, I mean, just everywhere. I think one of the biggest things that, that has stood out to me is friends of friends. Meaning, I did a good job and everybody knows I talked about this. I went through, um, my Facebook friend list. You know, like, nigga, I hit 5,000 friends. I thought I was like doing some shit. And I was like, uh, half of y'all motherfuckers need to go. And I, I started getting rid of people. And what I realized and what I noticed the most during this time is sometimes it's not the people that, you know, you quote unquote consider an ally or somebody that you feel like is, is very much voicing um, things that you agree with. It'd be the motherfuckers that they surround themselves with. I was looking at this one post, I saw a post that had uh, Cap kneeling and uh, the racist fucking cop that, uh, that killed George Floyd. And uh, the caption was, which one is worse? And then there was a bunch of motherfuckers on that post talking about they both is bad. I'm like, how the fuck can killing a black man unarmed be worse than kneeling, quote unquote, disrespecting the flag? And I understand that's still the narrative. And that's like, if you still believe that you dumb as fuck, like you, you, you refuse to believe it's anything more than that. And I, I get that. Like, we live in a time where we just want to believe whatever we want to believe. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, like, Santa Claus is real. I'm going to believe it. And what's, what's painful is that that poison, that venomous thought process gets into the veins of the next generation, and this shit never breaks the, the cycle. So um, I was looking at the post, and I'm like, how... Like, like, uh, kneeling is is just as worse, and uh, then there's this narrative that uh, he's not racist. Um, you know, it can happen to anybody. Yeah, but it doesn't. And I know, motherfuckers want to go quick to Google and, and, and send out statistics and say uh, it happens to these groups of people and these groups of people. But if you don't understand, you're not going to understand. And I think that's just where I'm at with a lot of this shit. I'm at a point where like it's very clear that uh you want to be a Trump supporter regardless of what the fuck he says and does and how he um you know like what what he does to women and what he does to minorities like um you don't give a fuck. Like you've chosen the the side of yeah, that bothers me but not as much. And as I look through You know, time. That's always been an issue. It's always been the silent people, uh, the people that you know remain in the shadows that don't speak up when they see shit. That I realize is probably um, one of the biggest issues. And I'm saying that because I'm scrolling through and I'm looking at shit. And and me and my wife had this conversation this morning. We just kind of chit-chatting about, you know, what she sees compared to what I see. And obviously we live in two different worlds. And, um, you know, she has a different, you know, Facebook feed and and people talk about what they talk about. And I was looking at, (laughs) I was looking at motherfuckers just go bananas, you know what I mean? Like uh, all lives matter shit and like. Like just just the the protest to our protest the the idea that you know if he didn't you know uh commit a crime, he wouldn't have like like and i'm I'm watching people state their opinions on other people's posts, you know, friends of mine and 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 these people ain't saying shit, you know what I mean they they they're, they're 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 let's agree to disagree. And I'm at a point now where fuck that. There is no disagreeing to disagreeing with Black Lives Matter. Either you fucking agree, or we 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 we, we you know like that's it. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand why. And I I, I get that you know as a 35 year old black man, and uh, you know as a as I look through history, you know there there's been so many different stands. You know what I mean? There's been the the Martin Luther King nonviolence. There's been the Malcolm X fuck all that. You know what I'm mean? saying? Stop fucking killing us. Here's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Let's rise up and not to just jump all over the place, but like motherfuckers got a problem with protesting peacefully and motherfuckers got a problem with rioting and burning shit down and I'm just saying you can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? You can't tell us how to fucking protest, how to feel, how to react when this shit like, constantly happens. You know what I mean? Like one of the biggest things that, you know, Baldwin talks about Langston Hughes and, 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 Mel, like they talk about the idea that slavery ended. Yes. But we live in this post-slavery world where shit still hurts us. Shit, you know, systematic racism still affects us, still um, puts us in a position where the shit uh, only gets a little better. You know what I mean? Um, I hate the fucking conversation of, well, things are better than they used to be. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the argument. The argument should be things should be equal. Cross the fucking board. You know what I mean? Like, how the fuck are we going to tell women what to do with their body? It's their goddamn body. You know what I mean? Like, when do we realize, like, racism should be like math? It should be two plus two equals four. I can prove it. Here's what the fuck you do? You take two fucking racist cops, two other fucking racist cops, they kill a black man. It adds up. You know what I mean? Like But we don't look at racism like that. We look at racism like it's it's it's, you know, theoretic. You know what I mean? Like it's it's philosophy. Yeah, but what about that? Yeah, but if this no. And I'm just at a point where I'm looking at this shit and I'm like Y'all motherfuckers don't understand, you know, I married a white woman. I love my, I love my wife. She's, 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 she's exceptional. She, she almost, she, she, she more woke than I thought she was. If I could be, if I could be real with you. And, you know, I got two mixed kids, two black boys that, that'll grow up in this world, you know, God willing and a, a baby girl on the way. So I got a black woman that, and, uh, you know, black women get it the worst. They get it the worst. I know they're killing us, but black women get it the worst. And, uh, it's, it's like, it's scary. It's fucking scary. You know what I mean? I go, I, li- I live in a small town, Iowa. A lot of people, y'all know that. I'm a comedian. I do jokes. I have fun. But if I could be real with y'all, I'm fucking terrified of this goddamn place. You know what I mean? That's a safe neighborhood. It's a safe place to, to live and, and have your kids run around in the backyard, but not for me. And I say that because every time I leave the house, I go jogging. You know, I go get milk for my baby, any of that type of shit. I'm worried. I'm wondering what could happen, what can happen. You know what I mean? And uh, a lot of the decisions that I make as a black father is for my kids to make sure they good, to make sure I also set an example, to make sure I'm not silent when a voice needs to be heard. I know I'm jumping all over the place and I apologize, but as I mentioned before, this is just me talking to you. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I look at the riots as, uh, so that's the topic now. Everybody's like, Hey, let's just, let's forget about Ahmad fucking get murdered. You know what I mean? Let's just forget about George getting murdered. Another thing that I see a lot is yeah. And you know what I mean? Like Motherfucking Yeah, it was so bad that they killed that guy, but they shouldn't be rioting. They shouldn't be burning down their own community. They shouldn't be reacting. What the fuck you want them to do? Now I'm gonna be honest with you. Um I understand the two wrongs don't make a right. You can't solve anything with violence. I understand that. It's uh it's it's something I've heard my whole life. Um however what i also understand i guess more relate to is what the fuck we supposed to do you know what i mean like we try your way we try this guy's way we try that girl's way we you know we stay in our place we're submissive we 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 march we we do these things and it's still the same goddamn outcome so let me ask you this. You know what I mean? If you got two choices, you can peacefully protest or you can burn this motherfucking down. You still gonna get murdered. You still gonna go through the same situation as all the other fallen brothers and sisters have gone through. But you can peacefully hold up a sign, or you can make this conversation last as long as it's gonna be. We're gonna, we gonna be talking about this. And, and yes, yeah, we might be talking about the wrong things. Motherfucking loot Target. Fucking Target gonna be alright. Target got that money. Target don't give a fuck. They got that insurance. They good. Y'all worried about fucking Target and they fucking, you know, clean ass uh, shopping carts. Fuck that. I'm ta- I, I, I care more about the the emotions of a human that understands the signs. They not hearing me. The, the walking, the marching, my feet fucking bleeding and tired. They not hearing me. We shutting down freeways just so y'all can hear us. Just so y'all can just pay attention. Let's have this conversation. Let's figure out a solution. I know what y'all are saying. Hey, Dayday, still in TVs don't make things better. You might be right. Um, I always feel like it's very similar to the synopsis, uh, the the scenario of. I again, I got a baby girl on the way, and uh, if someone put hands on her someone does the unspeakable act if I respond to that am I wrong absolutely but is it justified you got people that go to court stand up in front of everybody yeah I killed that motherfucker but yeah I did this but you got juries that would be like you know what I understand why he did that or why she did that go home Go home to your family. Why the other motherfuckers can't go home to their family. You know? So no, the riots doesn't quote unquote make things better. Doesn't solve things, but I motherfucker understand it. I get it. I relate more to that side of the fence than the other. And I'm just saying as as me talking to you, if you more outraged about motherfuckers stealing shit at Target, you are missing the fucking point. You're missing the point. Um, I think about you know history. And I think about how they fucking killed Martin Luther King Jr. You know what I mean? We love Martin Luther King now. We love Rosa Parks now. But when the motherfuckers was getting beat. They were getting arrested. Prosecuted. Called for all the names. They hated us. They hated them. And they, and they murdered Martin. You know what I mean? And now we look back like, why can't we be like Martin? Why can't we be nonviolent? Why can't we be peaceful? I don't know. Again, I'm just sharing my thoughts, sharing my opinions, right or wrong. But uh, I guess I just feel like if you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, I feel like there's only two sides to be on. The wrong side of history and the right side of history. And I feel like a lot of people are looking at all the wrong things. And you have an opportunity every fucking day to get on the right side of history. To hear people. To understand who, we, what else we supposed to do. I, uh, And I'm going to be honest with you. It's not a black fixing black problem it's a white people we need y'all to step the fuck up now let me just before any karens come at me or like what before any of that shit happens there's some dope ass white people that i know in my life that i see love y'all and i respect y'all and i appreciate y'all i had motherfuckers reaching out to me like day what do you think about this post how can i what can I say? And I'll be honest with you. I did. I I really just needed some time alone. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like a black hero, to to white people's. You know how how can I make you feel better? But I do also feel like I have a responsibility to to take advantage of an opportunity when somebody wants to help and be a part of you know, the, the solution and be a part of the, you know that right side. What can I do to help? So there's 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 a lot of great people. Again, I, I was on people's posts and people was going talking reckless, and there were some people that's like, nah, y'all don't get it, y'all don't understand it. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of those people better understand because they have, you know, a black person in their, in their family or they have black children, you know, uh they they're they're connected. And a lot of y'all watching from afar, y'all don't, y'all not connected, but it's not a black person, it's not a black people fixing black people problem, y'all. It's a it's a white person problem. It reminds me of that Starbucks situation when two black guys, they went into Starbucks, and motherfucker called the cops just like they do. And it would be like Starbucks is telling the customers, you guys gotta fix this problem. No, Starbucks CEO. Goes to the top because that's how this shit gets changed. It's not the fucking customers. We can march, we can rally, we can do all of that shit, but it's got to be the employees, got to be the manager or the regional manager, the district manager. It's got to be that people that take that shit to the top, and that's how we change some things. So no, being silent does n- it never helps. Okay, never fucking helps. And I know y'all hear it, and I know y'all see it. And I know some of y'all are angry and outraged and y'all should be angry and outraged because I'm angry and outraged. But being a black person in this country, a lot of times you have to control it. You have to detain it. You have to know when and where. And uh, it's very frustrating. And it's even more frustrating when I look on social media or anywhere and I see y'all motherfuckers letting shit slide and letting people carry on this this new tradition of thinking I guess now. Let me take that back. This old tradition of thinking, and you know, what about black on black crime, and 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 all lives matter, and you, again, you miss the fucking point. You're on the wrong side of it, and you have an opportunity to turn it around. And I don't know who will hear this, who will see this, um, and I'm not pleading with any motherfucker, but I will say this: uh, as I look at my life, I look at my family, I look at You know the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X's and the people that have died, protesting and trying and continuing to fail, continuing to to be run over by a system that don't give a fuck about us. What what? How are we supposed to respond? You know what I mean? What do y'all want us to do? Just lay over and die? I'm so fucking tired of seeing my brothers and sisters be a hashtag. You you take a black person's life and you now just reduce it to a fucking hashtag. And uh, uh, it's the saddest shit ever. So right, that's it. That's all I got. Um, I hope y'all continue to be safe out there. Don't forget... You know the Amats and the Georges and 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 the Trayvon's. Like, don't forget them because uh, this shit will never get better. The best that we can do is be smarter and prepare the next generation. Um, again, that's a lot of ranting. A lot of things that I just want to get off my spirit. Um, I don't really know. I maybe I didn't even make sense. Maybe some people watch it. Like, day where's the jokes at? But uh, yeah, just want to share. So uh, y'all be y'all be good. Um, y'all uh, y'all continue to be on the right side of this. And uh, those who don't get it, they never will get it. And uh, those motherfuckers, you just got to be like, hey, peace. Um, yeah, peace. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed. facebook live video and i don't know if you've ever just felt like i gotta say words i gotta say this to your face or say say it to your voicemail or well, you know get these words out of me but that that's what it was and it it really it really helped at the time um 2016 was the first time i ever went to a protest it was when uh two officers murdered anton sterling in baton rouge louisiana and you know, it's something about seeing these videos that I think also adds another layer to it. Because you can see it um, and watch it over and over again. And, you know, it's it's not new, people. That's what I think is so shocking. You know, it's, it's 2020 and I have several white friends that um like, you know they're great friends like like genuine you know people and, and all of that but they they're starting to realize like it, it, it's not easy for people of color in this country and you know like this I'm 35 I turned 35 this year and and as early as I can remember, you know, it's, it's been this, it's been this, you know, fear of police authority. It's been, you know, you got to wait your turn. We can't get ahead. and, And, and you just sort of get used to it. You know, you sort of figure out different ways to deal with it, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you suppress a bunch of feelings, and you just kind of go through life hoping that, you know, certain things will change and, and, and you place yourself in better, you know, environments and situations and, you know, tragedy still strikes, you know, no matter what. I remember, uh, you know, as we look through the whole black lives matter movement, I remember when, uh, Oh geez, what what was it? I think it was uh you know that's so sad. I was I was thinking about this right before I pushed play to record that I have to try and remember all the people that have been murdered that that has without consequence when it comes to law enforcement and black lives. It's kind of like, oh, is it the one person with the Skittles or the person that, that picked up a gun at Walmart? It was at Walmart. And they murdered him or, you know, a, a kid at a park playing with a toy gun. And ah, it's, it's sad. Um It's just so sad. But uh the gentleman who was running away and got gunned down, you know, it's like, oh, they, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get this. They're going to understand it. You know what I mean? They're, like they, they, they're going to see these videos they're gonna see these, you know. They're gonna watch the trial and follow the trial, and they're gonna be like, "Yes, this person did this crime, just like anybody else." But they have a badge, and they're gonna get a conviction, and and they're gonna get a max. And you know, we're we're going to start to see justice, and it, it's just it's not it doesn't happen, and it's, it hasn't happened so much. Where you know, it's it's like. I don't know. Like uh, my my favorite, one of my favorite artists is J Cole, and uh, one of my favorite J Cole songs. If you ever heard it or you haven't? Please, you you'll have to search it, but it it's 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 amazing. Uh, it's an unreleased track, so it's not on any album that he put out or mixtape. Um, but he performed it right before the David Letterman show ended. It was like, you know, one of his third from the last episodes, he was one of the musical guests and he performed the song called Be Free. And I just feel like a black person in America, one of the things that we, we want, you know, because cause there's so many, you know, like we, we march for civil rights, you know, just to be civil, you know. And, you know, when we have these conversations of equal, it's like, whoa, you know, that's not, that's not, you, you and I are not the same, buddy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a superior race, I my grandpa told me this, and, and you know, we have more, because it's been designed that way, and we can do the same crime, and you'll get a, a, a rougher sentence, and me, not so much, or, you know, mass incarceration, which... Uh, has torn so many black families like we 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 sometimes kind of focus on the crime, you know it's like people in jail are bad because they did bad things, and clearly that is true, but that's that's a half truth, you know, like if you you know like you ever like see these movies like, oh we got set up, you know, police set people up, you know they they in in America has set people up you know they put people in bad situations and a lot of times that result to bad decision making and underdeveloped resources my brother who is in prison and I've shared that before we we always you know whenever we go see him um, he always finds a way to bring this analogy up and and I think he does it so that I who who have never been in prison who doesn't understand it as much as someone who has, can try to grasp this concept where you put a human being, you know, like that like isolation is horrible. You know, like they shouldn't some people get put in isolation for months. Do you understand what that does to a human brain? But but I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm getting off the subject, but you know, my brother constantly talks about you know, what prison does to you mentally. Like you have to be mentally like tough to get through one day. And then when you are sentenced for years and this is your new normal, this is your reality. And you have to basically every day is a fight, is a struggle. And we're just talking in the concept of being confined. That's, that's a difficult, that's a difficult challenge. And then you have, you know, layers to that. You have officers who, you know, people who, who you know, punch a clock that make things difficult or can make things difficult for you. Um, and some of them sometimes, maybe a lot of times, are racist or prejudiced. So just imagine a person of power in that you know in in that uh, in that in that situation and then another another layer is the other inmates where you know you have some inmates who just don't give a fuck and they can care less about tomorrow and again you're trying to survive you're trying to get um through the day and through the week through the month through the year and you you have knuckleheads that's like how can I make this worse for you I don't care about me so let me make things worse for you and then you know not not to not to mention you know the uh, gangs and affiliations and you know the racism that goes on with that and um, yeah it's so much so much my brother is in his 40s now you know he's been there since his twenties and so, you know, he's he's you know, he, he has and seen a wave of, you know, new, you know, eighteen, nineteen, early twenty knuckle hits just getting in there and not knowing and, and just, you know, going crazy fucking shit up. So um, the analogy he always sort of brings up is, you know, you put a person in these situations, what do you expect is going to happen? You know, like, I don't care how, how quote unquote sane you are, you know, like if you are someone who, you know, just, you know, you have common sense, you, you, you know, you, you, you you go through life with a, with a certain understanding, you take them, you agitate them, you threaten them, you push them, you fight them, you beat them, you do all of these things you know, you isolate them, you feed them poorly, you mistreat, like, you do all of these things. I remember he, he was telling a, one time of a story where a guy who, you know, was, was got in a fight isolated for months, he gets out on the first day, he he attacks someone, because, like, you know, the, you, you're you treating these human beings like, like animals, and what do you expect, you know, like, you can't treat people this way and expect them to just... And when I say them, I mean the majority. It should just be like, okay, peace, you know, peace be with you. And I don't know. So that was kind of a long little where, where I was going. But point is, I feel like that's how black people are in America, where we were treated these particular ways. And what do you expect, you know? <laughs> The three strikes was targeted against black people, where it's like, well, let's let's set him up, let's put him in these situations. Yeah, we got arrested for a little bit of weed and um, maybe a possession charge, like whatever these are. And it's like, yeah, we're just gonna lock them up for a long time, and they made millions off of it. And that's another conversation for another day. But my <laughs> uh, my first protest was in 2016, and you know the the, the two guys shot uh this you know he was thirty seven Alton sterling he was thirty seven and uh you know no no consequences came to the the officers I do believe they were arrested but no charges and after looking at the case the prosecution couldn't' like you know they they're do they're just doing their job um one of the things that that severely needs to change just the verbiage of you know when cops can kill people. You know, I'm saying like, you know, because as of right now, it states in you know in the employee handbook, if you feel threatened, you know. So if I a black man, re- yarn, you know, like I'm, I'm, tired, and I move my hand up to my mouth, and a white officer who has been trained, not trained, let's say, conditioned you know, his whole life to, to fear black people or hear the worst about black people. And in that moment, in that instant fears for his life, he shoots and kills me. And that's just, you know, another day of the office. And I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm going all over the place. I was supposed to tell you about my first protest, but I guess I wanted to share all of that because, uh, yeah, I mean, You know what? I wanted to share all that because it's, it's been a few days since uh, the Facebook Live video. And and maybe these are just kind of my collegiate thoughts just kind of pouring out. 2016. Um, it happened. And I just, I don't know. I, I remember seeing it on Facebook, you know, like uh, the protest. And I don't know if I had to work it. Like, I'm, I'm trying to remember the day like you know what happened early in the day. I don't know if I worked. I don't know if if I wasn't working at this time. Um I think I was working cuz I felt like I was preoccupied. And I remember like all right, I'm going to go to this thing. And I think there was there was a I don't want to say stigma, but it it it, it was kind of like okay, what am I going to do when I go here? I had never been, (laughs) I don't know what to expect there, you know, what's the expectations of, of going to a, a march or a protest or a rally, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, other, other States were kind of, you know, having protests and they were shutting down the, the, uh, the freeways. And this was kind of when this was happening, uh, a lot more and, I don't know, it was downtown Phoenix, and I was late, and when I say late, like, you're supposed to be here at this time, I think it was probably 30 minutes to an hour, you know, and, and uh, I remember walking, not having any idea where to go, and, you know, I would sporadically kind of see people, some people seemed to be leaving like they were done, and Other people were kind of like, hey, it's over here and it's over there. And, um, actually I, by the time I kind of met up with, with the group, I was passing an officer and I don't know if he was talking and I just, you know, got the nerve to ask him or if I, he was just, whatever. I ended up, you know, saying, Hey, do you know where everybody is? And he's like, yeah, it's here. Um, and he cautioned me about something like, I think they're going to try to shut it down, you know, soon. And I ended up finding this, you know, this group, which again, I don't know how much, how, how much, how bigger it was, but I'd probably say it was a few hundred. I don't think, I don't think it was in the thousands, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, twelve hundred at most, and the thing was, we were just we were kind of aimlessly walking, like it it wasn't like there was a plan. You know, one person was trying to get us to the freeway, another person was just like, hey, they know we're coming, so they're they're setting up roadblocks, and it, you know, like the, the the group was just kind of walking on this street and then turning and walking on this street and then turning, and there there wasn't really any clear direction. There wasn't no speaking. Um, but I, I was, I just felt, I felt great to be amongst people that for the most part, I felt, understood that this feeling fucking sucks and being here is, is helping, you know, and, and the, it was the chanting and, and the, the, with like minds and like attitudes and, it was one of the most beautiful um, experiences of my life. you know like like I've, I've had we've had two babies and when they come out it ain't pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty at all. It's not beautiful. I don't care what anybody says. The miracle of life, the concept is beautiful, you know what I mean? Just like uh, making love is sexy and sensual. sometimes it is. Uh, sometimes just you know, sometimes it's not at all attractive. It's 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 disgusting. You know, so I don't know. What I'm doing. I don't know if you ever like masturbate, um, and and catch a glimpse of your face when you're doing it, or or you know, like it's never pretty. I don't know why. I don't know where we're going with that, but <laughs> like the miracle of life is the concept is beautiful but like them coming out it's it's like ugh, you know what I'm saying it's like aliens are invading you know what I'm saying? you know Carl Will Smith and i don't and uh it was just it was beautiful um i have a picture i got to find uh but the, it it was basically it all kind of came to this uh, the cops were all lined up and gear, and it was just like, "Hey, all right, it's it's time, guys. Uh, this is gone as far as it can go." And and you know, it, it's there were so many people that was like they would run up and get down on their knees and like you know. I ended up taking like, I ended up going out in the middle by myself and I took a, like, a a selfie with the lined up police behind me. And I want to try to find that picture, but it, you know, it was just like, no, I still, I still feel this way. I still need to get this out of my spirit or whatever. And, uh, no, they was like, nope, it's time, it's time to go. Uh, you guys have marched enough or you guys have been out here enough and I think we are getting close to like 9 o'clock or something like that and that's when they start spraying with tear gas and um, looking back now especially compared to some of the things that I've seen I don't think it was excessive but it, it, it was painful it did hurt um, because the same authority is you know that, that murdered this black man is, is saying you can't peacefully protest. Like you can't do this anymore. Like we're, we're done, you know, like almost like a parent when they're like, okay, put your Legos away and go to sleep. It's like, no, we're, we're, you know, you guys have, you guys have had enough fun for one evening. And, um, I didn't get pepper, or not pepper surveyed. Uh It wasn't, you know, it got in my eyes, and I, f- I feel like, at that moment, I, I was more, like, you know, hurt emotionally than physically, even though it burned a little bit. It was just like... And even when they started, you know, there were still a bunch of us that just kind of stayed out there and in the area, and some you know, pick it up and throw it back and kick it out of the way. And it, you know, it was, it was, it was very rebellious. And then it just kind of got overpowered and they really started dispersing by kind of moving forward and, and backing us up. And I remember after that, I had no idea where to go. So I went to this place called Toso's Bar and Grill, which is a place that does comedy in Phoenix that, that I've done numerous amount of important shows and there was no show there that, that night. Or maybe there was, and I just didn't, you know, I was I was at the, the protest. But I became friends with one of the bar owners. And I ended up just sitting there and not knowing what to do and feeling. And I ended up closing down the bar, just having a couple of drinks, just in my thoughts and just hurt and emotional, not knowing what to do. But I was very glad that I went. My second protest, you know, was just a couple of days ago. With my seven-year-old, I was trying to explain to him where we're going and what we're doing. So we got little signs from the dollar store. and We wrote on them, and I wrote, I messed my sign all up, uh, by the way. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was supposed to write, um, is my son next? Like, that's what I was trying to write. But, like, I wrote, it's so big, where I ran out of room and I couldn't write next. So, <laughs> so. Ended up like using black. I had black, ch- not charcoal, black uh, chalk paint, and we kind of just painted over it, and then used some white charcoal paint or whatever it was <laughs> to write out. And then I changed it to, um, are my, are my sons next? I was like, I got two of them on my mind as well, even though he ain't with he ain't going, but. Are my sons next is what I wrote on mine's and and for Drake's. Drake is my semi wrote He we wrote um uh what did we write? Uh, Hands Up, don't shoot. And then we we took the paint of his palms and we put one on each side. And then we wrote hashtag I can't breathe. And uh, you know, he helped like, you know, like, like he is one of those like you know parents you understand this like when you when your kid has an assignment for school and you know you basically do it <laughs> you don't say it for them but you you k- keep them involved and uh we drove we actually got there late cause we went to barbershop first um I had to get a little cleaned up cause I knew um people would be taking pictures and then like you know the news they would be out and you know like we were in southern Minnesota which uh you know as an hour is about about an hour and a half away from you know the things that was going on in Minneapolis um where where George Floyd, you know, was murdered. That's where I live. You know, I'm about 20 minutes uh you know south of of this this town called Albert Lee uh Minnesota, which is actually you know if you go back to the first episode of this entire oh no it wasn't the first episode. If you go back, I talk about being in the Albert Lee Tribune, which is uh when I had an article written about me. I, no, I mentioned in the first episode, I believe. Um, they were out and they saw me and they took a picture and they asked me a couple of quick questions and you know put you know they didn't put my picture in the newspaper. They put it online and then they kind of put what I said on the uh, in the in the paper and uh, you know it, it was great as soon as I get there again we got there late um, there was speak you know there there, there was speaking going on I believe they had a couple of officers there and they had their uh, what do you call it I was going to say magnifying glass I don't know why Me- megaphone and uh, speaker and they, they were using that and there wasn't great audio but it was something better than yelling at the top of your lungs in open space. And uh, as soon as I got there, the girl who organized it, um, shout out to her, Hannah uh, Good- Goodman, I believe is her last name. I thought I knew her because we had became friends for a long time. Um, but we had never met because we became friends when I performed at a bar but she wasn't there that night. It was a bar. I think I've already mentioned here before. It was in Manchester, Minnesota, and it was that it was the place where they didn't have a microphone or speaker when we showed up, and my opener performed. I wonder. I think that episode got cut. I think I recorded. I think it's one of those things where I recorded it and I don't think I ever put it out. But I had a show where I recorded. I mean, <laughs> I had a show where I, uh, I showed up with an opener and they didn't have anything, and then they scrambled around, and then my opener had to go and perform to start the show for like 17 minutes in a crowded bar with no microphone, and everybody was talking, and no one paid attention, and he looked like he was selling timeshares because he was just like flailing his arms around and, and trying trying to have people listen. And then right before I, I, I got on stage, um they they had a mic but anyway it was at that bar and i thought we had became friends and we had never met so we met at the the thing and she was gonna have me read you know something and uh by the time i got there someone else had read it and she was like do you want to say anything and i didn't really have anything planned i wish i i wish i would have because i i knew in the back of my head that i was going to probably speak i was going to say something but i wasn't quite sure um and she, uh, she, she handed it over and I just kind of, I, I actually also in this moment, I realized I haven't been in front of people speaking in almost two months. Like that in my mind is going on. Like, I don't know what to say. I am a seven year old right behind me with this sign and I'm supposed to say some words. Because I think I was the only black man that was there, talking. There were, um, there was, there were a, a few black people, probably most black people I've ever seen in Albert Lee, and then there were just other people of color. But there was a lot of white people, and there was just a lot of people that that want that wants change. Um, and don't get me wrong, I think there's a bunch of people out there milking it, but for the most part, I I'd say like ninety. Maybe 95% of people just want it, want change. And it's great to be surrounded by that. And, you know, I say a couple of things. I got a lot of applause. I feel like I I definitely want to look into this activism thing a little bit more. But like, like my mind forgets that, you know, when, when they clap, I should stop talking. So there's a couple of times where they start clapping and I'm I'm trying to stick in another word or two, and it's kind of like when you do comedy, like when you get them laughing a little bit, you give them a little bit more to get that laughter roar, roaring. But um, it's different when they can't really hear you that well. So I I explained it to Drake right before we went. Uh, I did it the night before and then kind of reiterated it the day before. I was just trying to, like, how what's the best way to explain what we're doing, why we're doing it. And I showed him the video. I showed him the video of, of uh, George Floyd's murder. And not the whole 10 minutes or so. I think just about the two minute, like, two and a half minutes. And, you know, the first thing my son said was, I don't like police, you know, or, or I don't like them. And as much as I wanted to say me too, you know, what I'm <laughs> fuck the police. Um uh, the first thing I, I did was just reiterate it's not all police, which I think is also something that, you know, I think these these fake narratives are probably more frustrating than you know just disagreeing with people. You know what I mean? Because I I feel like you know, it, it, you know what it is? It'd it be like the, like back in arguing with people that saying like the world just flat. You know what I mean? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's all these things that prove it. But you're like, nah, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, if if it's, how come we don't fall? You know what I'm saying? And you'd be like, it would be, it's so, that'd be so, you know, frustrating. And I feel like that's what this whole Black Lives Matter and we want, you know, we want to be free. Like, these are things that, that black people want, you know, that we demand, that we deserve, especially in this country, you know, man, like, I, like that, that's, uh, yeah, I am mean, I'm getting off the point, but, huh, huh. however, uh, yeah, like, uh, that that's, that's a lot of it, like, that's, a, we just want to be free, you know, like, like, like I said, the J. Cole song was very, like, Please check it out if you can find it. Um, I listen to it on SoundCloud after just about every unjust murder that, that has happened um, in the last four years or so. It, it's my go to. And, um, you know, when, when J. Cole did the song, again, it was unreleased. It, you know, they don't know what song he was going to do. And you do it, and it's like, We thought you were going to, you know, rap about bitches or whatever. And it was just so powerful. I mean, you can find it on YouTube because you can actually see the performance. But uh, the, you know, the uncut, you know, he swears and I'd be feeling that more. So, So we just want to be free. You know, like we just... You know, let leave us alone. You know, like if it comes down to it, you know what I mean? Give us reparation and we can do separation. You know, like just leave us like just let us let us be free. Stop calling the cops on us, stop putting us in harm way. But I, again I apologize. And uh so the best way I was explain I was like, yeah, hey, don't don't it's not all the police. It's it's some. And you're a target, son. You're going to be a target. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit more, but, you know, one thing that you know, my son says, sometimes my son th- says things that are hilarious, but I can't laugh in those times. You know what I'm saying? Or he says something where it's like, ah, this is gold. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was performing right now, I would take this on stage. And uh, what, do, what did he say? He said, uh, I was talking about you, him being a target. And he's like, Dad, you're more of a target because, you know, you're, you're blacker. And i was and i wanted to be like you right you know what i'm saying but uh you know they're gonna shoot you just as much like i want just you know but uh now i was explaining you know in in this country uh things things are going to be challenging for him and 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 unfair unfair was really what I, it all boiled down to because you know i brought up martin luther King and i rosa Park's you know, boycotting the bus, not standing, like, that was the best story that I, that I wanted to go with, and, you know, just breaking down, you know, her not giving up her seat, her being arrested, you know, and, I, I, and this is definitely a side note, but, you know, a lot of people got arrested, you know, like, but like the whole, like, going back to the three strikes thing is, like, criminal record like it's all designed for us to have criminal records you know so you know your Martin Luther King is that people love now but they hate it then you know they they love to quote and use his words against it even though you know he was murdered and you know FBI you know watch list like all this shit but they you know they have, they have criminal records and we're like we love these people but They were criminals, quote unquote. Anyway, I'm getting off. I'm getting off subject. (laughs) But so, you know, I like this. Like they, you know, she get arrested, and they, you know, what do they do to work on change? They boycott, and it, you know, it, 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 it. They got they got change, and that's what these protests are about. They're about, you know, trying to figure out how can we change this this thing, this system that is unfair. And I, I kind of say that in the, um, in the video or, uh, sorry, uh, my little speech and got a chance to talk to, there were some officers that there was one officer that spoke and, um, what was even great to give him a little speech and give my little applause because of like, I miss comedy, but, um, uh, <laughs> I got a chance to talk to the cops, and I thanked each and every one of them. I shook their hand, and I just, you know, said like, "Hey, it's great that you guys are here, and that that's very supportive." What we what we need more than anything else is accountability and consistency. Like, there's got to be like, "Hey, no matter if this color person does this, like this is how we treat these things, and we have to do better." And again, when when we don't, we have to admit fault you know, suffer the consequences and then work on how does this not happen again? So I didn't say any of that extra stuff. I just said, Hey, accountability, you know, ability and, and consistency. And it was just, it was a quick little great inner, you know, exchange. And I also want to make sure Drake saw that where he didn't feel scared or threatened. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I, this went way longer than I was planning and I'm honestly trying to figure out if i should just break down you know break up the episode where um i put the rant on one and i keep this um because i don't i don't really want to put out hour episode but we'll see it depends on how i'm feeling so uh and i don't feel like editing it to be honest with you so either it's gonna be one big ass episode or it's gonna be like a part one and a part two or something so that's it thanks guys for listening I'm so sorry if this was if it ran over but um for the most part uh Drake enjoyed it and you know he had his moments of chanting and then we took a knee and it, you know it was I don't know it, you know if it was at, you know an experience like my first protest but uh sharing it with him was definitely um the best part about any of it and and really trying to have him understand you know how the world sort of works for a black man and how do we you know deal with these emotions and figure out um you know what what to, what to do so all right guys uh thank you guys hope you guys enjoyed listening i will catch you on the next one and uh we'll get back to funny funny stuff um i felt you know, in the last couple of days, uh, kind of finding my sense of humor again and just kind of getting back to that. And, uh, I got some shows booked again and, and, uh, it's, you know, I can't wait. So, uh, thank you guys. Uh, I'm gonna leave you guys with the, uh, I sound like I'm at a comedy show. I can't wait, bitch. Yeah. I'm gonna leave you guys with a little promo from my, uh, album "Peace of Mind," which, uh, I have only, a, I don't know, Four or five DVDs left, and uh, have T-shirts. I got some keychains now, which uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> and, uh, and then I have the digital album, the complete album that you can purchase through Bandcamp. Uh, I'm gonna leave you with the promo of that, and I hope you guys be well and do good. And I'll see you. Peace. Uh, I am celebrating this year. I'll be celebrating my third year anniversary of being married. You gotta celebrate the small victories. Oh, yeah, like it's only three years. Uh, it's amazing that we made it here, okay? We ended up going to counseling, and uh, my wife was very embarrassed about that because, like, her parents are like the idea of marriage. Like, you take them, you put them on a wall, you be like, that's what marriage is. It's great. Her father is like so devoted to her mom and they love each other and they can't go to sleep unless the other one's laying next to them. And I was like, "Uh, I don't love your daughter that much. I don't have that. I don't have that type of love. I got like a fraction, but I don't have that.